Chapter Nineteen of Meteorology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Gonzalez. Meteorology. By J. G. McPherson. Chapter Nineteen. A Winter for Glow. Little attention has been paid to for glows compared with afterglows either with regard to the natural beauty or the weather forecasting, but either the ordinary red cloud surroundings at sunrise, or the western foreglow at rarer intervals betokens to the weather prophet wet and gloomy weather. The farmer and the sailor do not like to sight, to depend so much on the favourable weather conditions. Of course sunrise to the aesthetic observer has always his charms. The powerful king of day rejoices as the bridegroom coming out of his chamber, as he steps upon the earth over the dewy mountain tops, bathing all in light, and spreading gladness and deep joy before him, the lessening cloud, the kindling azure, and the mountain's brow illumined with golden streaks, mark his approach, his incomparable bright beams as he throws his unutterable love for the clouds. The beauteous robes of heaven, as long the dew bright earth and coloured air, he looks in boundless majesty abroad, Touching the green leaves all a-tremble with gold light. But glorious and educating and inspiring as is the sunrise in itself in many cases, there is occasionally something very remarkable that is connected with it. Rare is it, but how charming a witness, that till very recently was all but unexplained. This is the foreglow. It is in no respect so splendid as afterglow succeeding sunset. But, if its comparative rarity, its beauty is enhanced, I remember for most vividly, which was seen at my manse in Stratmore, in January 1893. My bedroom window looked due west. I slept with blind up. On that morning I was struck, just after the darkness was fading away, with a slight colouring all along the western horizon. The skeleton branches of the trees stood out strongly against it. The colouring gradually increased, and the set hue stretched higher. The well-known phases that I used to conjure up out of the thin, blended buffs became more lifelike, as the cheeks flush. There was rare warmth in a winter morning to share the half-despairing soul, tired of the long hours of all-reading, and pursed to the heart by never-ceasing rhymes, yet I could not understand it. I went to the room opposite to watch the sunrise, for I had observed in the diary that the appearance of the sun would not be for a few minutes. There were streaks of light in the east above the horizon, but no colour was visible. The hectic flush slight, yet well marked, which was deepening in the western heavens, had no counterpart in the east, except the colourless light which marked the wintry sun's near approach. As soon as the sun's rays shut up the eastern clouds, and his orbs appeared above the horizon, the western sky paled, the colour left it, as if ashamed of his assumed glory. Of a glow like that I have rarely seen, and its existence was a puzzle to me till I studied Dr. Eichen's explanation of the afterglows after sunset. I had never come across any description of a glow, and, of course, across no explanation of the curious phenomenon. The western heavens were so coloured with fair brightly reset hues, while the eastern horizon was only silvery bright before the sun rose, whereas after the sun appeared in colour the eastern hills and clouds, the western sky resumed its leading grey and colourless appearance. Why was that? What is the explanation? 
I have not space enough to repeat the explanation given already in the last chapter of the glorious phenomena of the afterglow, but the explanation is similar. Before sunrise, the rays of the sun are reflected by dust particles in the zenith to the western clouds. The colouring is intensified by the frozen water vapour on these particles in the west. One thing I carefully noted. Ere midday, snow began to fall, and for some days a severe snowstorm kept us indoors. Then, at any rate, with a glow betokened a coming storm. It was, like a rainbow in a summer morning, a decided warning of the approaching wet weather. End of chapter 19 Recording by April Gonzalez in Cavita, Philippines